and depleted, and outside of my house, they're all happy-foot-feeted. Jumble what jumbling and carrying about. Time to see what this whole thing is about. And so, the narrator got up and out of his bed, in an effort to find what was assailing his head. What? Who? That's my job, you bastard. There are union laws against this, you know. He yelled to the wall, knowing very little very little at all. Grumbling and stumbling, he got up with his shoes, stringing together a plan to peruse. What? I'm looking out a window, not perusing, amateur. Now, let's see. <sighs> Joy to the world, the Lord is come. It's also joyful what the season is bringing. It's disgusting, it's putrid, the all sing-song singing! He quizzled and quizzled until his quizzler was spent. If they wouldn't stop, could he live in a tent? A tent, yes. No, now's not the time. I can't believe this, I'm speaking in right... <sighs> Damn it. You boy, what's today? Why, it is the fiesta of our lady Guadalupe, sir. Not you, you bean-eating wall monkey! You there, the one with coal rubbed into his cheeks, hobbling on crutches like a door-bludging millennial! Hey! What day is it? Why, it's Christmas Day, sir! Christmas Day! What a delightful chap! And do you know the beautiful pier at the docks, with the polished stone bed feature and that lovely ice cream shop? I sure hope I did, sir! Well, I want you to go to that feature, throw some of those polished stones in your pocket, and then take a long walk off the pier and rid us of all your financial crutch, you useless good-for-nothing snowflake! Hey, I've heard of you. You're that rude old man that tells useless stories to people. Very good, lad. Here, have a rotting tomato. <laughs> yes, what a delightful boy. Well, humbug is the name of the game. Where's my coat? What the? Ho, ho, ho. Oh, oh, no, you don't. Not this year, you corpulent coal-leaving kleptomaniac. As he rummaged and rooted around in his house, let's escape quick and quiet, like a furry field mouse, to the rest of the town, all lit up and bright, where Santa will visit, will visit this night. And wonders of his love, and wonders of his love, and wonders and wonders of his love. 
wow, the lights and colours are so beautiful this time of year. I love Christmas time. The snow in all its colours, white, yellow, and white, and the carols. Beautiful melodies proclaiming the joy of Christ's birth. Billy, look upon that roof. <gasps> it looks like a sleigh. Oh, in there, a large man. It's Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. Aha, just in time. Merry Santa, I'm just doing my community service through Lonsdale Prison. I nothing, You're a nasty, evil, vile old man who cares nothing for the story of Christmas. Story? Oh, it's a story you want, eh? around for the third chapter of the illogical, preposterous, pointless, absurd, and depressing misadventures of Detective Swag and Dr. Yeatley. But we haven't heard the first two chapters. Why have you fetid, hopeless fools returned to the source of your loathing and boredom? You literally killed Santa, and now you're forcing us to listen to your horrible stories. Is it because your lives hold even less meaning than my own? Is it because you feel incomplete without hearing my dulcet tones convey a story about an inept detective and a detestable doctor? Well, fear not, for I am here to continue the story of Detective Swag and Dr. Yeatley.
immediately, my boy. You drop my suitcases again, and I'll give you a jerry up the wadset. Uh, who brings eight large suitcases on a wee trip to the coast, I'd like to know? What was that, Yeet? And bear in mind, I am carrying my twenty-bladed cane. Uh, these eight suitcases are very light, sir. I want to carry them to there. Yes, yes, I'm aware that it's this way. Do you honestly believe I can't read a simple sign, Yeet? Look at all these characters, walking to and fro. Oh, look at that giant malting tree in the middle of the dinner carriage. Why, oh, it must be 30 feet tall. <coughs> must be a hog. Different people from different places. That old woman in a wheelchair looks rather rich, doesn't she? Probably a queen or a princess. And that couple there, do you suppose they're royalty too? Contemporary. It's all meaningless, Eid. Why, that reminds me of the itch. What timing? I say, sir, would you look where you're going? Bah! Pardon? <laughs> of course you are English, thinking you earn the whole way of this train. Well, we are in England. Contemporary. How dare you, sir? That's my word. Yeet, he stole my word. My word? My word! My point exactly. <laughs> English swine. Jacques, guitar! Oh, no. What's that sound, sir? It's a musical number. When walking down this train, I shake my head in vain at how you English think you are all martyrs. But now I see you clearly. It's obvious you're nearly as stupid as those foolish Cornish farmers. The fuckers! Hold my coat heat. Now no, listen. I'm not quite yet done. I've just begun my fun. Torturing you English is quite easy. From your pansy British Navy to your weather always rainy. And on top of that, your food makes me so queasy. You want, want a war? war? You, you want, want a war? war? You French are all spineless to the core. Well, between your displaced army and your smiles always so smarmy, the French would always beat you in a war. That's funny. Let's face it. Coming from the French with your constant awful stench. Have you ever thought of taking in a bath? With your croissants and your classes, and your large revolting masses, your hoity-toity culture makes me laugh. Bah! It shows how ignorant you are. The French are not subpar. We have the greatest armies ever seen. Our wines are always fruity, the women always nudie, and our cheeses are the best they've ever seen. You want a war? You want, want a, a war? You Englishmen are really quite the bore. You're always singy-songy, which is really, really funny, because we British just don't feel the need to write. Unlike you, the French, because you're just the worst. You feast of poot, English Big muffins, sour elephant trunk cheese ruffians, mud puddle troglodytes, slightly old croissants, not the ones that are still soft, but the ones that are all tough and disgusting and give you a bellyache at one in the morning. That is what you are! Oh, you sure showed him, sir. Contemporary! Now, help me push this Frenchman over. Of course, sir. Yeah. Ah, merde! Jacques, you salad, avenge me! Avenge me! Porter, take us to our rooms. Go
Chapter 3. A Merry Malting Day to You. Oh, Lois, said the man, wearing red undergarments over his blue long johns. I cannot believe that I flew around the world backwards, turned back time, and saved you before you plummeted to your death again. Oh, you are my hero, Mr. Oop. Yeet, stop that humming at once. What are you scratching at? Oh, a new story, sir, about a man who is faster than a locomotive, can leap over the tallest building in a single jump, and is stronger than even you, sir. I call him Mr. Ubermensch. <laughs> Why, Yeet? That is quite doubtful. Now you've made me all poutful. Ah, uh, I mean, damn that Frenchman in his infectious Andrew Lloyd Weberisms. I find that very difficult to believe, Yeet. Are you all right, Heat? Yes, sir. I was just thinking about my family. Not another musical number. You see, Mother would take us on the Coast Express to visit our uncle every few months. She would always get me fruit pastilles from the cart. Lucy always got sticks of rock. And we would run up and down the gallery after, trying to catch each other. <laughs> I'll always remember those days as they were. <sighs> Dear boy, speaking of food, might I trouble you to put in an order for me? Um, a whole baked peacock with caviar and blood orange dressing. Mmm, extra on the blood. I want to taste the green feathers. And as a side, might I have a bottle of triple malt scotch? There's a good lad. Wouldn't you be better off with water, sir? Water? At their price, heavens no. Contemporary. <sighs> Very well, sir. What shall I have? Don't be ridiculous, Yeet. You don't need anything. Look at you. You're pudging up like a pig before malting day. <laughs> Yeet, did you hear my joke? A pig before malting! What are you looking at, old woman? Ah! Conductor! This woman just threw a deck of cards at me! Silence! Old fool! Old? I'm not old, I... I have little time, but I have much to say. Well, go on. Oh, right. Oh, ah, things are about to happen that haven't happened before. Stop that. Take your pinky finger out of my nostril and just tell me what's going on before I throw this ten of swords, five of pentacles, and the tower cards back at you. No! I don't want them. They're bad luck. Now, back to the clues. The clues? The clues! What were the clues again? Ah, yes. A figure of death approaches. A figure of death? A figure of death. Trust a plenty of fish in the sea. Plenty of fish in the sea? The killer queen gunpowder gelatin. Gunpowder? Gelatin? Short shorts. I like short shorts. Hey, hang on a minute. You're a short short saleswoman, aren't you? That is the second most deranged thing I've ever heard. Really? 
What's the first most arranged thing you've ever heard? The first most arranged thing I've ever heard was how low my prices are for select short shorts. They're a bargain, and if you buy five, I'll charge you for another three free of obligation. I'll take ten. Thank you, sir. You know, this reminds me of the war. I was hanging out this gypsy lady in the Great Turkey. We were just sitting down and started singing a great chorus with our gents. It went something like this. I... <sighs> ah, yeet. I couldn't help but notice that you've come back empty-handed. Porcupines in winter hibernate for three weeks! What's got into you, boy? I send you on a food-getting expedition and you come back with nothing. Actually, this reminds me of... Oh, no! when I was a boy in Launcestershire. My father was a drinker and a food-getterer, and sometimes he could do both at once, but never without falling in the river at least thrice. Have you ever fallen in the river thrice, Heat? I didn't think so. The year was 1807. The Thames was frozen over. My father had picked up a bottle at the age of three and never looked back. Truly a greater man has never walked drunkenly down the street ever since. Good thing my mother was rich. That reminds me of the war. Sir, I had a pointedly and completely unrelated question. Do you suppose there's something strange afoot? Don't be nonsensical, Yeet. Our feet are present and accounted for. There'll be no foot stealing here, I can assure you. No, sir. I mean, well, don't you think it's odd that so many royal people just happen to be on this train headed for Brixton Rock exactly after your distant relative, the mayor, was found dead by being dropped from a great height? Yeetly, there are such things as coincidences in life. The happy little accidents that come up once in a... <laughs> I knew you wouldn't think so. Ah, well... Good. You know what isn't good, though? The fact that I haven't filled my belly with cock. Sir? Where's me cock, Eat. I want my peacock. Well, I, I got caught up with, um, with something, sir. And it seems the food cart lady has retired for the day. Shall we make our way to the dinner carriage? I've got an idea, Yeet. The food cart lady is probably retired for the day. How about we make our way to the dinner carriage? Excellent idea, sir. This molting day soup is absolutely delicious. Eat. Why is it called molting day? Well, sir, instead of boring you with the details of the layered and interesting story behind molting day where we celebrate our Lord and Saviour Cthulhu by singing songs, erecting pine trees, exchanging gifts, and taking in a romantic comedy at the theatre, I've taken the liberty of ordering a nice molting day pavlova. And here it is now. Contemporary! Here are your molting day pavlovas. Merry molting to you. And merry molting to you, sir. Ah, look. Eat. Carolers, and they're singing from the Necronomicon hymnal. How festive. Ah, presents under the tree, carolers in the dinner carriage. All we need now is a good foreign sacrifice, and we'd have a very merry malting day season indeed. Oh no. What, sir? They've forgotten to give me a sharp knife to cut this soft, moist, almost liquid pavlova. Well, here, sir, you can just use a spoon. No, I won't have it. I need a knife. Hmm. Maybe you dropped it on the floor. Let's see. <laughs> Sir! Oh, look at that yeet. What service? 
Oh dear, I've dropped it. Where did it go? Well, I can't find it. I... Oh! Look at that. Another knife. Wonderful. Simply marvellous service. I'm going to give this train a five-star Yelp review. Ahem. Five! Sir, I think someone is trying to kill you. Nonsense, Eat! Who would do something like that on Malting Day? You know what, Eat? That star on top of the tree that signifies Cthulhu's prophecy about coming back for a fifth time? Looks rather familiar. A star with an upside-down triangle engraved on the front. Oh, it just fell off into that man's hands. What did you say, sir? That hooded man. He has the star with an upside-down triangle engraved on the front that fell out of the tree and into his hands. That's the same upside-down triangle that was engraved on the lid of the pocket watch that fell out of the dead man's pocket and into my hands. Poppycock. No, sir, it's true. No, look, you eat a dish of poppycock. How delicious. And festive, but mostly delicious. After that hooded man making off with the star with the upside-down triangle that fell out of the tree and into his hands. You go, Yeet. I'll stay here and enjoy the taste of some coffee. I'm so full, so full of... Oh, Yeet, you're back. How did you fare? Well, sir, I won't bore you with the details of our adrenaline-fueled action-packed chase. The point is, something is definitely going on, and we must get to the bottom of it. Might we take in a nap? Oh, shut me eyes. Wake up, that rusty rest, a sleepy sleep. <sighs> All right, sir. I'll just drag you back to your room. We'll continue our search tomorrow. It's a big train, and we need all the rest we can get. And that is how Detective Swag got back to his nice, warm, cozy bed. The end. You can't end a story like that! Santa's vitals are stable, but without the appropriate medical care, he's likely to bleed out. Oh, shut up, Charlie! Yes, Charlie, shut up. Shut the heck up and take your fingers off his carotid. You'll be needing it where he's going. Where was I? Oh, yes. As Charlie let go of Santa's neck, the narrator continued on his story of heck. Shut up, you! As I was saying, it was in the dead of night. some more light bulbs on the engine. We don't want it to go out on us, do we? It's okay? Yes, Colin? Where are my slippers? I don't know, Colin. It's okay? Yes, Colin? My feet are cold. This mountain range we're passing through is rather chilly. Why don't you use this here dead body? Oh, that's a very good idea. Okay? Yes, Colleen? Mayhaps we should let somebody know there's a dead woman here in the cabin before we get so. Oh, alright. But just this once, we'll keep the shoes. Oh, chastity. Chastity. 
pray. <laughs> Let me suck at your fingertips just one more time. Sir? Sir? Sir, wake up! Put this bag over your head, Chastity. It's part of my kink. Eh? What? Sir, the cabin crew and conductor are asking after you. It seems there's been a murder. Dr. Fox? Come, sir. We must go and investigate. Psychic from earlier. Oh, she seems to have been stuck with a knife. What have I always said, Yeet? That the anus is the tastiest part of the pig? Oh, so I don't understand the context of what you're saying. It doesn't make any sense. No, no! Never run with sharp objects. You could hurt yourself. Only a fool would do such a thing, which this psychic clearly is. Hmm. Sir? Sir, what's the matter? Yeatley, I seem to have tripped and stabbed myself with these small scissors. Let me get the kit out. Ow. Ow! Ooh. I heard you cry out, sir. What is it? Yeet! Come quick! I've dropped this large samurai sword through me left big toe. I'll get the kit. What is it now, sir? Jousting spear through me left thigh, yada yada yada. You know the drill. Get the kit. Anybody in there? Hello? Hello? Can you help me with something? I seem to have been stabbed by this rogue cucumber. You look rather lost there, Yeet. What are you thinking about? Nothing, sir. Well, look, sir. That's the very same ornate golden watch with a very regular upside-down triangle that fell out of the dead man's pocket and into my hands. Couldn't be, Yeet. I have it right here at the end of this chain. I... Ah, that sneaky, short, short psychic. She stole it. Sorry, sirs. We tried to get you as quick as we could. What should we do? Look, keep an eye out for any suspicious activity. You, conductor. You seem to be everywhere on this train. I don't know what you're talking about. Nevertheless, have you seen anyone acting suspiciously? Aside from yourself and an extremely attractive husky-voiced wench... What is he on about, ye? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. All right, since we have no suspects at the present time, we can't let anyone leave this train. Stoke the fires, gentlemen. We must not, under any circumstances, let this train slow down. Why in the blazes has the train stopped? Oh, somebody's pulled the emergency brakes inconveniently located at the opposite end, prolonging your adventurous mystery surge. I think whoever is behind these nefarious doings has just escaped this train. To the window! To the wall! Not the time, sir! Sir, look! Footprints leading away through the snow. We must follow them. All right, Heat. But if this becomes too dangerous and causes us to split up and go on our own separate adventures, leading us to a deeper understanding of ourselves and each other... Don't say I didn't warn you. That was oddly specific, sir.
perfunctory protagonists find out who keeps following them around, throwing knives all over the place, and killing the psychics? Who cares? This is the worst story I've ever heard! I've seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the feature film, twice! Alright, this is the police. We're responding to a violent crime against Santa in the area. There's your man, officer. Or should I say, boy? But I'm 12! Yeah, yeah, that's what they all say. They all say they're 12. Let's go! He's the man! He's got a gun right there on his hands! And as usual, idiot listeners, I leave you to your boredom and poor life choices. See, he's crazy! He's talking to nobody! Let me go! Let me go! Have a very horrible Christmas and a depressing New Year. Good night. What's up, everybody? It's Jordan here. Thank you so much for listening to our Christmas special of Detective Swag and Dr. Yeatley. Um, we're going to have a bit of a break now, uh, but we will be back with more after the Christmas break. Hope you guys have a lovely holidays. One last thing before I go. Please, 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 please share, like, do all that crazy stuff that helps get our product out there. Because without you guys, we're not really going to be able to do this. And um, we, we just want you guys to really give us some feedback as well on, on what we're doing that you like, maybe stuff that you, you don't like. Um, and just, yeah, just share it with, you, with your friends, with your family, with people you don't even know. You might be riding on the train, you look over and you see a person that looks really bored and then you think, wow, they could probably use uh, a story to keep them occupied for the rest of the train ride. Um, but yeah, please like, share, subscribe. We're on uh, iTunes, we're on... Uh, Podbean, we're on Stitcher, we're on all of, all of that stuff. Any way that you can get your uh, ears on some podcasty goodness, that's where we're at. Um, and I'd also like to thank our mystery guest for this week. Uh, you know who you are, and I'm not going to say anything more than that because they're kind of like a little protective of their identity. But thank you so much for coming through in the clutch. Appreciate you. Um, so, yeah. And from Scotty and I, we want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll see you guys around in the very, very near future.